Welcome back, everybody. This is the it's the 200th episode of the Prepared Mindset Podcast, and once more, I am your host, Austin, and we've got so much to get into this week, so much to talk about. I've got a lot to say, a lot to be thankful for as we reach this milestone. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, if you guys have been hanging with us since the beginning, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, this is... It's something that I never actually thought we'd get this far. Uh, and I'm going to get into all of that uh, in this week's uh, episode about finding success. And I mean, I guess it's specifically uh, how I've found success through this podcast, uh, what's made us successful here. Uh, maybe, maybe fill in some of the gaps. Maybe you guys have some questions on on what's going on and, and how how we do what we do or or why, or, or when we got started. I know we've, we've kind of come on, uh, pretty strong in the last, I don't know, I guess our, our second hundred were better than our first hundred. I feel pretty confident saying that we continue to get better, but, uh, I just, I want to talk about it, you know, cause I feel like there's a lot of people out there in the space, uh, the community that want to, they want to understand how to find their own success, whatever that means for you. It could be different, this isn't about how to set your goals. It's for me anyways, it is more about finding success, how to achieve those goals. And then even, you know, uh, what, what comes next? I think sometimes in life, right, we end up accidentally doing well, right? <clears throat> we, 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 we almost seems stumble into an accidental victory in life. And then we have to look around and go, Oh, geez, man, I really didn't, I didn't think this was going to happen. Um, well, what now, you know, and that's kind of one of the things I think that if you look at successful people, the world, and I'm not, I'm not looping my aunt, myself in with, with successful people necessarily. I, I think I am learning, uh, as we are all learning together here, right. That there's certain behaviors. One of the things that I, did pick up from, you know, my day job in corporate America was if you commit to the behaviors, the, the rewards will follow. Uh, in our context, it was always, if you commit to the behaviors, then the sales will follow. And I did eventually end up moving out of sales because I just, I couldn't deal with it. I didn't, it's not, it's not in my personality to be a salesperson. Uh, I've been told, over and over and over again that I could be very good at it. I've been told over and over that I could be very successful. I could make a ton of money doing it. And that's, that's great. That's cool. But it's just not in me to be a salesperson. Uh, I'd rather just have a discussion with somebody and, and help somebody find their way, uh, more holistically rather than, uh, you know, uh, push somebody towards a product or service or whatever. It's just, I guess it's just how I built, how I'm built. You know, I know there's those people that are out there in the world. They are salespeople, that's what they do. Their account managers or whatever, their relationship managers, they they thrive in that environment and they they have great lives doing it. Like, cool, that's just not me. But I did pick that up very early on when I got into finance is if you commit to the right behaviors and you look at what people who are successful are doing, you observe those things. And then the important piece, I think, is to make it your own. And that that to me is, I think, where people kind of fall off. And I want to get into that. I want to really talk about about that making it your own piece because it's kind of twofold. 
in our industry, in our space, right? You gotta, you gotta make it your own, but you gotta also make it unique because, you know, your own has to be different than, you know, the next person's both because if it's not, it's not really your own. You're just kind of copying that. And we've seen that. We've seen people that try to copy the formulas of other famous, famous people, right? Uh, Influencers, uh, uh, copy the formula of other successful companies. And there's a way to do it, you know? Uh, and that's what I'm talking about is like the behaviors, you know, the behaviors at their fundamental core are what make these, these people and these companies successful, not copying them, like a Xerox carbon copy, like, Hey, I'm going to do, you know, the, the exact same things. I'm going to have the exact same style content. I'm going to, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you, you can find that if there's space in the, the ecosystem, if there's space in the community for a second personality, uh, or there's just the demand for the consumption of that kind of material and things, right. Uh, that you can potentially, uh, find some, some of your own success by emulating, uh, and imitating others, but it's my opinion that that's not really sustainable. And there's some things that we've done to try and set ourselves apart here. Uh, it's things that I have done, things I have committed to, uh, that, that, that I want to make sure that I, I call out and I try to do that. You know, I try to, to call out and point out those behaviors often, I don't call them a behavior. I just like to acknowledge and identify what we do differently here. And I think that's what some people enjoy. Uh, it's not necessarily for everyone. That's okay. This isn't a podcast for everyone. You know, it's one of those, uh, age old lessons in life that if you try to go through life, right. Trying to please everyone, trying to make everybody happy, you will make nobody happy, including yourself. So it is a balancing act. You know, it really is. You have to find, balance with the good and the bad and the stress and, and, and things like that. So I'm going to get into a bunch of that stuff. Um, I actually took notes for this. Uh, I don't normally take notes anymore. A lot of what I do is, uh, I'll at best have a couple bullets that I'll write down on a piece of paper and just have it with me while I'm either interviewing guests or, uh, or, or, or talking through a topic. And I kind of try to just flow, you know, I found that to be a better way to do things for myself, but I actually have notes on this. This is a pretty big deal for me. And, Man, I am elated to be here today, sitting here, talking to all of you about 200 episodes of The Prepared Mindset, where we were, where we're at, and where we're going, because I know that's a question a lot of people have too, uh, as well as, you know, maybe if you're just a long-time listener, you want to know what's what's coming down the line, what's coming down the pipe, what we got in store, and, you know, what surprises are around the bend as we are, you know, uh, really just ramping down for 2023 and getting ready to charge into 2024. It doesn't seem like, uh, the summer was that long ago, but I mean, shit, we are already eight days into October at the time of this recording. Probably won't drop, uh, for another couple of days, but we're, you know, we're about a third of the way through October already before you know it, Halloween's going to be here. And then we are basically pot committed at that point to, Christmas music on the radio. <laughs> Basically, after we get through Halloween, you can you you can pretty much set your watches, set your calendars to it. After we get through Halloween, it's Christmas music on the radio. So uh, we are we're in the de- the decline of the of the calendar year. That's for sure. It's football season. Uh, you know, I, and I will just mention this briefly. Go Lions! My my Detroit Lions are finally a winning franchise. We are finally 
the admiration of of so much of the league after so many years of being just terrible and uh, I will just say if there's people you, if you guys are listening and you just hate sports and you hate people that that do like sports uh, I don't know what to tell you I'm not gonna not acknowledge that here because I uh, a lot of what I've gotten through in life was tied to the sports team um, and I've talked about that with some of the episodes on music and stuff but uh, I'm just a huge fan I was raised a huge fan it's a family thing uh, so it is what it is. At any rate, uh, we're going to get into a bunch of stuff this week, and you know, to kind of de- or halt the delay on that, we, as always, and especially today, have some thank yous that we have to throw out there first. Uh, we just recently, I think it was like last week or the week before, or something, we hit a year on our Patreon. I got that email, and I go, man, that's crazy to think. Like it's been a year of running our Patreon page, and having taken that step, that was a big thing for us. So. Thank you to all of our Patreon patrons. You guys, your support means, it means everything, honestly. Uh, If any of you guys have ever run a business or even tried running your own podcast, you know that there's costs associated with it, and it basically has to be a losing endeavor for, I mean, it's a while. Uh, It's a while. So to to put money out to host uh, your business, if it's a digital business like this, you got to host and you got to... Um, pay for recording services and you got to pay for this and that and you kind of operate in the red um, which for those of you that, that don't speak business that's um, at a loss you're losing money um, <clears throat> so the patreon was our step towards kind of like just getting back to net zero and our patreon patrons have been absolutely awesome we've done as much as we can to give you guys some really cool content we are working very hard to try and coordinate efforts uh, to to bring more videos, to bring more blogs, more targets. We had some. We've had people start to reach out finally and say, "Hey, I really want to hear about this. This is something I have questions on. Can you guys do some videos? Can you do some some blogs? Can you do some some content around these topics?" And that's awesome. And as a Patreon patron, that's what you get access to. So if you guys you know feel the urge to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. You can check out all the good stuff that we have on there. Like I said, targets and drills. We have long form videos, you know, 20 minutes and plus. Uh, some of the, I think, the more in-depth information that a lot of you guys are searching for that Instagram just really isn't the best platform for stuff like that. It is all available through our Patreon page. So again, one more time, thank you so, so much to all of our Patreon supporters. Now, without our partners in the industry, our sponsors, our just our friends that have uh, agreed to to work with us, you know, um, this really wouldn't be possible. Uh, So... A lot of you guys, I know, will take the opportunity to fast forward through the ad space here. Um, I don't know. I guess I would just ask that you guys give it a listen and maybe check out some of these companies because they've been pivotal in us arriving at this point in our progression and helping me and the team here find the success that we have. You guys, nobody does this alone. Nobody. And that's why it's so important to acknowledge the people that have helped get us to this point, whether it's, you know, financial support or throwing us some gear so the money can go to other things. Or in some instances, they're just they're just an ear uh, to, to, you know, to lend when you need to talk to somebody, you need advice on what to do. So uh, 
with that being said, there's a couple companies I just have to say a very, very large thank you to. And first and foremost is custom night vision. You guys, if you're looking to get into the night vision game, custom night vision is definitely where I want you guys to get, you know, get your start, look, see what the prices are like and compare. And I, I, I almost damn guarantee you, you're going to have a hell of a time finding something that is more affordable with better quality and better support. Customnightvision.com. You guys, they have a built-in chat feature on the website. So if you have questions, you don't really understand the specs you're looking at, you don't know the different, you know, Photonis and Elbit and L3, it can be very confusing when you're stepping into buying your first unit. Guys, I have two now and I still don't really understand the minutia and the nuance to that. So the team comes in again, you can email them, you can call them, you can use the chat function through the site. They are there to get you through the process every step of the way. So if you're getting into that first PVS 14, what's the difference between green phosphor, white phosphor? Is there a benefit? One's cheaper. Am I really going to regret the decision? They'll be able to give you some insight, give you some tips. Hey, I don't want a PVS 14 because you know I need that extra field of view. I need to have binocular night vision. Is it really worth it? You know, the common questions everybody just needs the answers to, they're there to support you guys. And whether you're looking to pick up some binos like some DTNVSs, some RNBGs, some uh, 1431 Mark IIs, like what I'm running, uh, or again, you know, you want a monocular like a PVS-14, you're just dipping your toe in the water, they have you guys completely covered and everything on site is in stock, ready to ship. Let me say that again, it's ready to ship. Customnightvision.com. If you see it there, if it says available, if it says in stock, it is ready to ship. No wait times, no 60 day, no 120 day turnaround like some other companies have out there. They are 110% dedicated to getting you your gear in an expedient time with a high level of quality and a high level of customer satisfaction. If you need to pick up a helmet, if you need to pick up mounts, lasers, flashlights, all the good stuff that comes with running night vision, they've got it. Head on over to customnightvision.com. Big thank you to Ben and the team. Up next, huge shout out to my neighbors down in Ohio. I usually don't love Ohio, but I do love HRT Tactical Gear. You guys, they actually just sent me out their arc belt uh, this past week, and I was able to get that squared away and set up. It is my first step into a two-piece belt, and... Man, I wish I would have done it sooner. You can head on over to hrttacticalgear.com. It's the frontline uh, section, and it is that's where you can find the arc belt and all of the inner belts and options they have. It's different than anything else I've seen on the market because it's actually shaped like a smile, which contours better to how our waists are shaped. And man, it is super light. Josh was over here recording this past week. He was amazed at how light it was. In addition to the arc belt, you guys, they have some outstanding carrier options, some very good, if I do say so myself, placard options with, you know, if you need just a triple, a triple AR placard, or you need something more robust, more built out, they have options for all of it, guys. Please head on over to HRT Tactical Gear, check out what the team's working on, pick up some gear today, and support an awesome company that is making some really, really good nylon gear. Next, this is probably the hugest shout out here, or one of, I should say, is to the team over at 100 Concepts. Guys, I mean, I, I message Jonah and talk to Jonah all the time about stuff in the industry, about products. Uh, they're, you know, just a great team of guys doing some really, really outstanding stuff. Uh, they actually 
you know, allow me to give feedback and, and help do some testing work with things like the pro cap with things like the shock collar. And they've just been a big, big supporter of what we're doing here. You guys head over to wonderconcepts.com, check out their scope caps, the light caps. They just did a restock on their anti-reflective devices, the hex cap line that they released for uh, restocking on the Delta points, the RMRs, you guys just they make fantastic products and they got picked up by T-Rex Arms. They got picked up by Big Tech's Ordnance. Guys, everybody is seeing what the team at 100 is working on and it is awesome. Again, head on over to wonderconcepts.com and pick up some gear for yourself today. Huge shout out to those guys. Their company motto is do good, be dangerous, and live free. And finally here, a very, very big thank you, a sincere thank you to my friend John over at LARP Labs. Guys, you can check out their website, larplabs.com, and even use discount code Prepared Mindset to save 10% off your order when you go to pick up some 3M vinyl wraps for things like your IR lasers, your weapon lights, like the Cloud Defensive Rain 3.0. That's what I run on my 16-inch. That thing is a fucking lightsaber. I don't even know how else to put it. Uh, they have wraps in M81. They have Multicam, Multicam Arid, Tropic, whatever you guys need. John and his team are going to be able to get you taken care of, whether that's for your Hollow Sun Optics, SIG, your Hollow Sun Lasers now. They have that available, Cloud Defensive, Vortex, all kinds of good stuff. Again, head on over to LARPLabs.com, discount code, prepared mindset for 10% off your order today. <clears throat> so, man. Just, I mean, uh, unbelievably blessed to work with some really, really cool companies like that. And uh, please, if you guys are looking for new gear, I know we're getting to that holiday time. We're getting ready for, you know, Black Friday and everything. Put those guys in your favorites tab, you know. Be ready to go check them out. I know for a fact a few of them will be running good holiday sales. And if you're looking to get into some night vision, you're looking to get into some new gear, maybe... uh, Maybe keep that in the back of mind as you're kind of squirreling away some cash and be ready to jump on some really good offers before they uh, go out of stock. But let's talk a little bit now uh, about about 200 episodes and finding some finding success. For me, uh, I feel like this this is just like a really good topic to merge together. How did we get here? 200. It doesn't seem you know, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. 200 episodes, but when you look at the fact that we're doing weekly episodes plus monthly episodes with the sit reps that we started, you know, and there's there's 52 weeks in a year, so we're we're coming pretty pretty close to about uh, well, we're about three and a half years, honestly, which is crazy for something. And so let's, I guess, you know, that's top of my list here for my notes and everything. Kind of backing it up to episode one and and maybe even episode zero, like what happened, right? How did we? start and what were the goals when we started? Because I'll tell you guys, uh, the goals when we started are in fact very, very different than what we, than where we ended up now. And I think that's important. You know, if you're setting personal goals for yourself, you know, it, it, it maybe it's not always going to end up completely the way that you planned it. That's life, you know, and, and you know, with today's younger generation and I, <laughs> I say younger generation. I'm not that old. I'm I'm like 34. So, but I I do teach high school kids, so I do have a fairly unique look at what, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids are like and kind of how expectation versus reality hits a little bit harder these days than I think maybe it used to. 
uh, when we started this, uh, it was, I want to say our first, I, I mean, planning, planning kind of went underway, uh, shortly after lockdown set in, in 2020. So if you think back three years ago, three and a half years ago, now lockdown set in it's a day or two, at least here in Michigan, I'll say here in Michigan, because I have to remember it, it, it was different for different states across the union. I think everybody went through a lockdown phase, but I know it did not start the same day, same week for everybody. For us, it was right before St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I remember this because my, my wife's birthday is the day before, so uh, it started right before St. Patrick's Day of 2020. I, I you know... We got sent home from work that Monday. Uh, I've talked about the just the stupidity of the experience I had at the grocery store and the ignorance of the common man and their lack of foresight and preparation. Uh, and it was probably about a month after that. I, you know, we're we're still home. You know, we're sitting home, no plans to go back into the office and talk with my buddy and kind of hatch this idea. You know, and and those were discussions even before that where, you know, oh, it'd be cool to own our own business. Oh, get into a real estate venture. Oh, what about getting into a Kydex holster company? And you can do that really cheap. And <clears throat> I remember having that discussion kind of at length and going, well, uh, it, it could be cheap to get into, uh, but it's a pretty oversaturated market. And there's a lot of you guys right now that know exactly what I'm talking about. There's... Uh, thousands and thousands of Kydex holster companies and probably hundreds of them, which went under within a year or two of the lockdown. They decided that was their time. They were going to jump on into making holsters and making gear, and they were going to be the next big thing, the next best thing. And it really didn't work out. Uh, and it's a lot of small businesses within the first two years, they fail. So, but, but I do want to point out that my my idea when I when I set out for this podcast was originally just a hobby. Um, I had been, you know, I listened to some other podcasts. I know they were doing some very lucrative things, and I didn't really have the ambition to, at the time anyway, uh, I wouldn't say I didn't have the ambition to, but I didn't realistically, um, I think, have the comprehension that this would ever happen, that we would get to this point, you know. Um, it was going to be fun. This is going to be something that uh, me and a buddy or me, my brother and a buddy were going to do as a hobby. And, you know, I had been shooting for several years at that point and I like gear. There was still a lot I didn't know about gear. There was even more I didn't know about shooting and I didn't know a damn thing for the most part about tactics, which to be fair, I, I would say I still don't know a lot. I know a lot more than I did. <laughs> uh, that is for sure. But I, I at that point, uh, did not know much at all. So, But I like talking about it. You know, I liked watching the YouTube videos from like Lucas at T-Rex Arms or um, at that point, you know, so you're still seeing a fair amount of the Paneo Productions Profile of Courage stuff. You were seeing some of the old Chris Costa videos and things were still kind of fairly prominent. Um, this is only a couple of years after, uh, was it the range time with Corey and Erica that all blew up and stuff. Uh, and I remember watching their, uh, channel content when I didn't even live with Lexi, we were dating. She had her own apartment. I remember, uh, basically abusing her computer. I would go over there. I had a key. She'd be working late. So I would go straight there after work and I'd have like two hours to kill. And I would just sit on YouTube and watch Corey and Erica videos. I have no idea why. Uh, it, it wasn't Erica, but I just, I think I liked the way that Corey delivered information and stuff. So 
uh, but I digress. Um, this was just supposed to be fun. You know, I would uh, have the opportunity to spend some time with some buddies, have some really cool conversations, hopefully. Uh, and very much at that point, my, my plan was to kind of pick my buddy's brain. Um, Sam had been a TAC P in the air force. So I was like, Oh, well, we'll just like, I'll just lean on him for a lot of our content and a lot of our discussions. And, uh, we'll, we'll just go from there. You know, it was a very short term plan and it was very much a, let's just get that far and we'll kind of see where it is. You know, we'll take it from there. There's, there's definitely, you know, places we could take it. I remember I was so into everything being very organized and everything being just so I wrote out, it was, it had to have been like an eight page word document of different topics that I wanted to cover different points. I wanted to get into with each and every topic. Uh, and I think honestly, yeah, I'm almost positive that that was a, uh, detriment to those early episodes because I was so wound up in what I had as my outline, what I had as my notes, that I was inflexible, right? I was tied, I was tethered to that outline. And if it didn't make sense, then it was a clunky listen for you guys, you know, the audience. And I've had more than one person tell me, you know, I, I checked out your early stuff and it really wasn't for me. And I came back, you know, about 50 episodes later and I was really surprised and shocked and really enjoyed what you know, started to enjoy what you were doing. And that's part of the learning process, you know, um, is that, or at least for me is that you have to be flexible. When we had, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, uh, do uh, it, I'm sorry, who talked, uh, to us about, you know, bringing his mother-in-law over from Ukraine, right? One of the big takeaways from that story, and I know a lot of you guys really enjoyed that episode, and I did as well. I, I enjoyed that discussion immensely. It was very, very good, uh, was that you have to be flexible. When plan A fails, you have to be able to move on to plan B. Now, this isn't really a plan B type scenario, but I had, I, I was very apprehensive. I was very reluctant when it came to deviating from my plan in, in those early episodes. It was, uh, not something that I was comfortable doing. I thought if, if I don't have it written out here, um, it, it, it just, it won't, it won't work, uh, or I won't, I'll forget to get to it. And it'll be something that I, you know, will be angry or upset or disappointed in later on. And what I actually found to be completely honest with all of you guys, man, how many times I say to be completely honest, I say that a shitload. I need to, I'm going to put that out there on the list with telling guests that I'm excited every time everybody comes on. It's like, that's one of my, uh, isms that I have to, uh, beat out of myself aggressively (laughs) and violently. Um, excuse me, but I, I found that I would stick to that list. And then after the fact, like not immediately, but a couple hours later the next day, I would actually find that I would remember things or I would, I would go back and I would re-listen to the episode. Cause I, I usually do, I will listen, uh, just for little ticks and cues and, uh, things that I want to, um, kind of address, right. Uh, I will listen to each episode usually about once. Uh, and that's kind of, that was kind of like my, my process, um, for evaluation and things. And I would remember something or I'd be listening to it and I would go, man, I should have done this. I should have said that. And I didn't, you know, I'd go back and check my notes and I didn't have it in that outline. And that's, 
ultimately part of why after the first like 20 episodes or so, like I got away from doing full outlines. I got away from being so rigid with how I approach things and wanting to take a much more organic approach. That was probably the most important lesson I I learned was that I have to be more flexible. I have to be more and that's and at least in terms of what I'm doing here with the podcast. I know it's not going to work with everything. It just it just won't. There are a lot of things where you have to have formalized planning and you have to have a more structured approach. Get it? Totally get it. I deal with that with work every day. It's it's what I mean. I can respect and appreciate and even enjoy both approaches equally because they both have their place and are both effective for different reasons. Uh, but that was a huge, that was a huge lesson learned. Um, and once we started, um, getting away from that, we did start to see a small, I do remember a small uptick in our followers and subscribers and things got better. Now, if we're talking about followers specifically, it kind of makes me think of our Instagram presence, which that was, that's another huge part of this that I think in today's modern business, if you are trying to launch a small business, you have to have a digital footprint. And for us, when we started here, uh, it was ugly. Our our Instagram was ugly. Um, Actually, it was ugly for a while. And it's just now at a point where I'm like, eh, I'm pretty okay with it. Uh, I let my brother talk me into dumping like 40 photos on our Instagram uh, all at once. You go, oh, yeah, people want something where they can scroll. They want to be able to scroll and flip through stuff. And I go, you know, I really don't know. Um, I feel like maybe, you know, we just do a couple of things. Oh no, you gotta do all this stuff. So like, I remember I took like four hours and tried my hardest to do a photo shoot of like our guns and our gear and stuff. And it was just very, I won't even say B rate. It was like D rate photography, (laughs) uh, very uninspired, uh, very cookie cutter, you know, same backdrop for everything. Here's all the rifles. Here's all the pistols. Here's the body armor. Like it was just very cringy. And I didn't have the realization until later on with that, that when you see these bot pages that are basically what nobody wants to follow or acknowledge or interact with is that they're the ones that also do that photo dumping where you get 24 posts that are all dated the exact same date. And I even do it now. I do it now. When I get weird pages that comment or message me or start following me, I will go look at the profile and I'll start scrolling through. All right. How old is this page? And if you start seeing multiple posts from the same day, I would say if there's more than three posts from the same day, I just, my automatic assumption, whether it is correct or not, I assume that it is a bot page. I want nothing to do with it. I don't follow it. So that really, really probably stunted our growth very early on, uh, at least on the digital footprint. Uh, In addition to just like not having a good idea on how to uh, develop content, how to write captions and things. And, and that was, you know, early on when we kind of formed our, our, I decided anyway, that we need to form the identity. And this is probably, you know, within the, within the first 20 or less, I don't know, uh, specifically if you're talking about like that decision or realization and how that lined up with where we were recording episodes and posting on Instagram, but very early decided that what I wanted this to be is my learning. This is me sharing my learning experiences. 
And that's kind of the direction I started trying to take with the Instagram content. Because those are the bite-sized pieces people consume on their phone and then would hopefully then push people over to start listening on the podcast. We would have obviously, you know, uh, longer form discussion and ask questions and things like that. Uh, And that comes back to one of the earlier points I made on this recording, which is you have to find your way of doing things. You have to make this your own follow the same behaviors as those people who are successful, but make it your own. So for me, just looking at a lot of, uh, at the time, right, because we're, you know, three years, three and a half years removed now, but at the time, looking at what was very popular, you had a lot of people in the space who were very, I'll say, proficient at telling people what to do. They were very good at telling you you needed to buy this gear. You needed to buy this rifle. You needed to run these drills because they knew and you didn't and you should listen to them. And that, you know, and there's, there's certainly probably a lot of truth in several of several people who were approaching things that way at that time. People who certainly did and still do shoot more than me. People who had obviously time in uniform because I never served. Uh, you know, never law enforcement, whatever. Not that that necessarily makes a difference, but it's, it is important to point that out. Right. So fine, but there were a lot of people telling you what you needed to do. And if you're like me, you don't love being told what to do. You're not really good at like blindly following or blindly committing to one idea or another, uh, unless you really understand the rationale or something behind it. Like if they really sell it to you and you buy in and it makes sense to you, then, then that's a little bit different, right? So for what I was doing, I wanted to make this a side-by-side experience. And what I mean is I want to be able to help share the things that I'm learning. One of the things that used to be very big for me was I was actually, I don't want to say afraid, but I was very apprehensive about sending out messages to people in the space, people who are influencers, people who uh, had large followings, or, or maybe even just a medium or, or, or hell, a small following, but they put out a lot of information that was good information. I was very apprehensive about reaching out to these people and asking questions. I didn't want to be one of those guys that kind of got, you know, just blown up in the comments section for not knowing. And there's, and you know, I realize now, obviously, and I hope everybody realizes in today's day and age, there is no, there's nothing wrong. There's no problem with asking questions. No problem with not knowing. Now we do have a large problem in our community with how we treat people who have questions that we as a community deem to be, you know, too obvious to be a question. But that's part of the point too, is I remember being that guy. I remember not knowing what I didn't know. I remember wasting money on gear. So I kind of wanted to, you know, make this about my journey, but I wanted it to be like an alongside me type of experience. And that's where we started to really shape and mold what we do here, which is we're going to bring this information to you. I don't, you know, I don't know a bunch about any of these topics, but I want to know a bunch about all of these topics. So, and that was something that stuck out with me was, you know, listening to a lot of podcasts. I found inspiration in a couple different podcasts specifically, but one thing that I noticed at the time, and it may have just been because I didn't find the right ones or whatever. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of neither here nor there was that there were a lot of podcasts out there 
talking about, you know, experiences in the military. There were guys who'd served together and they would bring on other people they served with or other people that served in, you know, the GWAT with them. And, and certainly that this is not a dig at, at, at those people. I want to be very, very clear that this isn't a dig. What I'm saying is there was an abundance of that. There was an oversaturation of, uh, of that kind of, uh, content, those kinds of discussions. Whereas, in those discussions, there's kind of like a, this pre-existing uh, assumption of knowledge on a lot of things, acronyms that get thrown around and, and things like that. For that, you know, when you're looking at somebody like me, a civilian, again, never served, we don't know the context for a lot of these. We don't get why that was funny or why it was a problem because we just, we weren't there. And in some instances, it was kind of like, you know, there were some people talking about, well, you never served, so you'll just never know. And that's the kind of informational gatekeeping I know the, the in general, the community has really pushed back against, but that was kind of just the perceived way things were handled. And um, I wanted to help address that, you know, like, so, so maybe the next person didn't feel like an idiot for having that same question. I'll, I'll be the idiot. I'll be the guy that asks a question to the guest. I'll be the one that owns the, the, <laughs> the guilt or the shame of, of not knowing. And that's kind of where we, I think, found a, uh, a good uh, home, a good identity, you know, to put a, a very, I think, overused word on it. But that's where we started to really, I'll say things started for us. Now that's not literally where we started. That's, you know, like I said, 40 or something. I don't I don't know. There were several episodes that were kind of going in a different direction of this omnipresent idea of preparedness. We talked a lot about hunting. We tried to talk a lot about shooting. We tried to talk about, you know, how to do stuff around the house and things like that. And that's, that is very good. And we still talk about some of those things, but it was really just clear from the beginning that we didn't have a real direction. And once I figured out what our direction and where we kind of fit in things and how I wanted to do things differently, then it started to kind of click a little bit more. And we started to make some bigger steps, not big steps, but bigger steps than what we were making before in developing a following, having people, you know, interact with us. And that's, that was a, that was a really cool thing. Uh, now that's not to say that we weren't without issues. Um, at, at, at one point it was down to literally just me, uh, working this, this project, um, I, like I said, we founded this this project, this exercise, this endeavor, whatever, this hobby, and there was three of us. And then, ooh, probably in under the first year, went from three to two down to one. And around the time that it had just become me was when we were just getting to that like that self discovery phase. And there's some adversity there. Um, I'll be honest with you. There was, there were moments where I wanted to, uh, just wrap this up and it's not a big deal. Like if I, if I would have killed this podcast, would it have changed the world? I don't, some of you guys would, would probably be kind enough to say yes, it, cause it's impacted you. And I appreciate the shit out of that. Uh, but in the grand scheme of the world, probably not. It's okay. You know, it wasn't a livelihood thing, but I was, I felt very lost at times. Um, I remember uh, one night after just trying to, I think I, I I was recording an episode and I had done two separate recordings. Like one, I made it 20 minutes in and was just became so flustered, not being able to organize my thoughts because I had other stuff going on that I stopped 
10 minutes later, I started again. And I think that one, I made it like an hour in and I stopped and deleted it. And I remember going for a walk through my subdivision. I want to say it was, how it could have been, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't the summer. I know that. And it wasn't the winter. So it was either spring or fall. I can't, I can't exactly remember, but I, uh, I remember being very flustered and frustrated with the position I was in just the, 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 the amount of stress, I guess it's not really a good word for it, but the frustration with not knowing what came next, where we are headed with this. Why am I doing this? These are, I mean, questions I think a lot of people, when you start a small business, you start any endeavor, uh, charity, whatever, whatever, any, right? Why are we doing this? What it was, it really making a difference. And I would love to say, Oh, what I love to say, I would love to say that this is the point where a friend, you know, was that reassuring voice and just say, Hey man, you're going to get through this. It's going to get better. And I mean, that did happen. It was my wife who's been, you know, Lexi's been, she's been tremendously supportive through all of this. Never an issue about the money, about the time, the training with my friends and everything, or, you know, having her help me and stuff. She's actually enjoyed parts of it. Uh, but she's kind of been omnipresent there. She's always been there saying whatever you did, you know, she didn't push me one way or the other, which at times I found frustrating, but in hindsight, I really, really appreciated was that she was just unconditionally supportive of whatever I figured out and came to terms with. She was there and, you know, not to get off track, but you guys having a strong woman by your side through things, the good and the bad, obviously makes a whole hell of a lot of difference. And there, there were definitely times where I was, I looked to her and I leaned on her and just was like, you know, am I doing, is this, is this like, is this worth it? You know, cause I would take time away from family functions to, you know, record and put holds on dinner and stuff to record and just like overall inconvenience, uh, our, our day-to-day life when I was trying to get, you know, for content and videos and recording. And she's always been 110% supportive of everything that I was doing. But I do remember this, that night when I took that, that walk, uh, trying to determine where I was at what I, what I was doing wrong. I remember I even reached out to a friend, uh, who had mentioned wanting to be a part of this. Uh, and, and we all have that. If you are somebody who has ever even tried starting a business, right. Or you did start a business and it failed, or you started a business and it didn't fail. We all have those friends who have all the right ideas, right. And are always wanting to get involved and are wanting to, Oh yeah, man, I'll help. I'll do whatever you want. Bring me in. I'll be a good partner, whatever. But then when it comes time to like put up or shut up, they're always the shut up type. Uh, I remember I reached out and I'm not going to name names, but I reached out and was like, you know, I think this might be time to just wrap this up, man. I think that uh, maybe this just, it just, it's, it's run its course and uh, maybe it's time that I just kind of put a bullet in it, you know? And their response, uh, and, and, you know, obviously at this point in time, I was looking for, I was looking for somebody to like lean on and to just tell me, I guess a friend to say, Hey man, uh, I don't even know what you're going through, but I think you should stay. I was, I don't know what I was, I was looking for something positive. And the response I got was, Oh, okay. 
Um, have you ever thought about doing a video cast here? We could do this kind of video cast and basically like it was their hobby. Uh, but because I already have microphones and a laptop set up and knew how to work all this stuff, they had tried to seize that as an opportunity to kill my passion project and get me to, in a roundabout way, go about financing theirs. Uh, and it's it's not really a related subject. So it wasn't like, hey, we're just going to shift the focus of, or the scope of what Prepared Mindset's doing. It's like, hey, we're going to kill this thing and we're going to go this other direction. And I remember being so put off by that. And it, I mean, obviously it's stuck with me because it's been probably two years year and a half, two years, whatever, since that happened. Uh, and that's something like I, I really put down on my notes here that you have to overcome adversity and you shouldn't trust easily in these kinds of endeavors, which is, it's as much about you developing yourself and growing yourself and finding your inner success uh, as it is anything else. And I think if we are this is something that I think as a society, we do too much. And it's, I believe anyways, driven by how easy it is to put pictures out on social media and thoughts out on social media and then just immediately get, you know, short form input from people. Like a great example. Hey, I am in a, you know, so-and-so is in a relationship with, you know, whoever else. And I remember in high school, especially you'd get, you either get a bunch of positive feedback or people, you know, kids were fucking cruel and you'd get, ew, why? Oh my God, seriously. Or, you know, whatever. And I've had friends, I've had siblings even, right. Where they start to date a chick. And then that relationship goes two, three weeks and then they just like kill it. Not like it didn't work out and it wasn't a good idea. They literally go out of their way to kill the relationship because, one of their friends or two of their buddies said, I don't think that they're attractive. I don't like them. I think that's terrible. And not the actual thought and the actual just very determined focus on you, on your inner happiness, your inner success. I will tell you that my happiest moments in life are when I made the decision to focus on making the good decisions, making the right decisions as they pertain to my happiness. Now, and I'll say my wife is probably the biggest one because I had approached all my other relationships that way where I was more convinced about what other people thought first and about my feelings second. And I flipped it. I made sure I found somebody that I liked. I made sure I found somebody I could have intellectual stimulating conversation with. Even if it was about things that one of us didn't like, whatever, we could still carry on a conversation. And I remember that being one of the things I was so like profoundly shocked and attracted to, like shocked by and attracted to. And then the secondary was, okay, are they good with my friends? Are they going to in- enhance my life, right? Is it going to make my f- my interactions with my family better? Is it going to make me better? I think that those two things have to go together, but I think you also have to put yourself first and that has to be the first determination. And then is it going to work in everything else? Big picture. I think some people get it backwards and you may end up kind of missing out on some good things in life, but I digress here and getting back to, you know, I, I, 
I was so taken back by the the poor support, the lack of support, and I guess you know I kind of kept I kept things rolling at that point uh, because I was just like so bound and determined to stick it to this person. You know, f you, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm I was almost like reinvigorated <laughs> through <laughs> through some very, like some shitty spite or something to keep going. I, I still didn't have the answer. I still didn't know that, that things were, were going to get better. Uh, but I just was, I was positive I wasn't going to quit. I was positive that now that people had seen me at a point of weakness, I wasn't going to, you know, fold like a cheap wallet or something. Uh, so I kind of pushed on, you know, and you start to try different things. You know, we were not always a very interview-oriented podcast here until we were. And figuring out how to do that and how to do it relatively well, though that was a process. Uh, getting guests on that people wanted to hear from. It's not always about large followings. Uh, I will tell you guys, because uh, I look at all the numbers, yeah, large followings help. But honestly, some of the most you know, interesting conversations that we've had with people come from folks that don't have huge social media president, uh, presences, Chris from ammo.com, uh, Chris Dwillett, not a big social media presence in, in terms of Instagram, but certainly one of our like most highly applauded discussions and episodes. So food for thought on that. Um, and kind of, you know, (laughs) Just figured out what people wanted to hear and where I should be focusing attention. And, you know, as we started bringing on, we were able to like partner with companies that wanted to support us. That was a huge thing. Um, And I'm not going to get into that a ton other than just to say that once you start doing the right things to become successful, and that's not to say that you have to find the success. Follower count, subscriber count in podcast world is by far and away your largest metric. But I will say that people who are savvy business people also know how to identify somebody who is poised for success. And it's through those behaviors, right? So if you can look at somebody and and you can look at their, you know, I don't know, we had, when we brought on our first sponsor, I think we had, I don't know, 50 or maybe so episodes. I'm just ballparking here. And if you can look at that and see a progression and you can see a positive or upward tick in, in what things are doing and everything is getting better in the effort and the behaviors are there, like those are the people you want to do business with. Ideally for smart business people and investors and things like that, they always talk about getting it on the ground floor, right? You want to buy a bunch of cheap stock of this company before their product, uh, their IPO hits, and then they skyrocket and blow up. And then their stock goes from 30 cents to, $30 and you make a shitload of money, right? That's that's how smart investors and smart business works. So it all kind of, it doesn't all blend together. I mean, it does blend together in the memory a bit, but there's a lot of things that stick out, you know? And I'll say that, uh, again, it was not always easy. It was not always great. You definitely look at some months when you have like poor performance and you go, man, okay, what am I doing wrong? Do I need to change it? And there's something to be said, I think, for kind of just staying the course. Some of these uh, guests, some of the topics that we cover, they're not for everyone, but they're for someone. And that's why we do it. You know, maybe communications is not your biggest 
your biggest interest. Maybe, you know, horticulture and homesteading. Maybe that's not your biggest interest, but it's an interest for some people. And we want to make sure that we, at least in the scope that makes sense for us, we want to make sure that we address those things. Um, guys, and, and, and seriously, like following that and trying to stay true to that idea of being well-rounded within the scope of preparedness, at least through my scope of preparedness, how I see it. A lot of people would look at, you know, some of the things we do and go, oh, you don't talk enough about food prepping. You don't talk enough about raising livestock. You don't talk enough about, uh, uh, you know, how to press your own ammo and everything. And you're 110% true because I have no idea where to even find those people. It's just not my thing. There's other podcasts out there. I'm sure there's as long as there's been horse girls in elementary school, there have been podcasts, radio shows, programs, whatever about horses, for instance, or farming. It's not really what the scope of this is about. You can probably reach out and find some of those. And that's, and this has been something that I have really, really worked at is being very measured with how we take steps and not growing too fast. You know, uh, when I first launched, first launched one of my, you know, Oh, it was, here was, here were points of discussion, right? It was, oh, let's here, here, here's the blank business paperwork. Let's get an LLC and let's open a bank account. And I remember sitting there at my desk going, dude, absolutely not. And getting like the, you gotta be shitting me look and going, I don't know if this is going to make it 10 episodes, let alone if we'll ever even make $10. But I know there's annual fees attached to a bank account usually or a business account. I know it's going to cost money to go ahead and get an LLC name. So I'm not willing to run before I can walk, let alone before I can crawl. And being very weary of growing too quickly is something that, you know, as a a smart person, you have to be aware of that as well, at least in terms of business. Um, I think if you're talking about in terms of just your personal success and developing your own skills or talking about like shooting or hunting, land navigation, gunsmithing, I I mean, if you grow at whatever rate you find most comfortable and that's, you know, it's different. That's not the same discussion. We're talking apples and oranges there, but I will say in terms of what got us here to episode 200, it was trying to be very measured in what we did outside of just having guests on and not trying to jump to other things. I mean, there were ideas that were thrown at me and things like, Oh, uh, you should do a whole separate, like a second weekly episode and call it, you know, this, this, or call it that. And it's only about this or that. And it's 30 minutes each instead of an hour or an hour and a half. And I remember going, no, no, because I don't have the time for that. I know I don't have the energy for that. I don't know that there's the interest to do something like that. And it's not something that I'm, you know, I'm just not comfortable with us going that direction yet. And it's it's worked well for us. It's worked really well for us. So being very measured in that. Now, sometimes that's not to say that growth is ever going to be completely comfortable. Uh, I was not comfortable when I launched our Patreon page, as an example, that was uh, something that honestly I was like on the fence about. I'll be I'll, actually here's something you guys probably didn't know is that that Patreon page was built and ready to go with like the first four or five posts on it, and it we never shared it for probably a good four months, probably even longer actually. Now I'm thinking about it, and it took a friend at a at a fucking summer barbecue, and not even. She was, she's the wife of a buddy who, who, who periodically hunts 
they're not in the space. They're not in the know. And I remember she goes, so, you know, how are things going with this? I'm kind of, kind of giving her the rundown of what's going on. And she goes, so do you guys have like a patron or anything? And I go, uh, no, no, I don't know if we're ready for that. And she kind of just looks at me and goes, why not? And I didn't, I remember I didn't have a good answer. I really didn't. And I, <laughs> I think I went home that night and I activated it at like 1130 at night or something at home from that, that bonfire. And I, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Maybe she's right. So Ashley, thank you. That was uh, a nudge that I needed to help grow. Now we actually do have, I think it was like a week later, we had our first patron sign up and I was like, wow, okay. Um, all right, cool. And it was, it's not like any of these people signed up. It was a ton of money, but it was something, it was activity in the right direction. And that was kind of like one of those reaffirming moments for me that, uh, I go, okay, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to feel good, but sometimes you just gotta, you gotta suck it up and take it and you gotta go for it and do the things that, again, you commit to those right behaviors and it's been good for us. You know, the Patreon is, it's, we don't have a huge following on anything really, but like I've said in all of our ad spaces, we're super thankful for the patrons and their support. And that's what paid for, you know, a portion of all of that went, went towards a portion of what it cost us to go out as a group and go to the HTA range day event, which was, again, it supported a wonderful cause and we learned a ton. And if you guys haven't listened to like our last like five episodes, they're all about that. And we'll probably have a couple more about it because it was such a good experience for us. But that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that that's what that leads to without the Patreon support. I mean, we probably still would have found a way to go on. I probably just would have had to like, you know, fork the cash out of my own pocket, which isn't the end of the world, but it, it certainly is just a different, it's a different thing. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot, uh, developing content on the, on, on social media, learning how to take better pictures, sharing information, the way to, to talk about it, uh, and, and to keep things relevant, that's, there's a curve to that, you know, it's kind of the ugly part about all this, the ugly truth, but <coughs> excuse me, if you're, if you're somebody who's running a business, you know, you have to keep up on the social medias. It sucks. And almost every like real dude that I have had as a guest has, has told me like, I, I hate social media, but I have to do it because it's how business is done in 2021, in 2022, in 2023. That's how business is done. You have to, and that's how people pick classes nowadays. That's how, uh, I've even had people on have told me that they've, you know, we had x-ray alpha, we had Matt Pranka on, and he even shared, like he lost contracts to a less, I, I, I I'm, don't quote Matt on this, but he lost a contract to somebody who was, I, I believe to be less qualified. And it was because the people, the administrators making the decisions were like wowed by their social media presence versus him who at the time didn't have one. It's how business is done. We all got to like ride that curve. So, uh, you know, there were some really cool landmarks, obviously, as we were going through this, uh, and this isn't to like puff up my ego. I, I actually, I actually hate talking about my success. Uh, I want to help people find theirs and that's why I'm talking about how I got here. I don't want to, like, I hate going through my own accolades and like, oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Ooh, I got sent this. 
I, you know, it's uncomfortable for me. Um, I think that if you see people that are successful and, you know, Hey, this company sends you free shit or this, you know, you get paid to do this or whatever. Uh, I've, I used to be annoyed by that, but I now have a newfound respect, understanding the, the amount of work and time and effort that goes into getting most people there. Unless you just, you know, uh, have some friends in some high places that take care of you. But, uh, you know, things that have happened since we started this podcast, you know, our follower and subscriber count, like you guys can see where that is. Uh, we're it's, I, I remember when we had, I don't know. I, <laughs> uh, I think I've told this before. I told my wife we were going to, I was going to make it 10 episodes. And if I didn't have 10, if I didn't have at least 10 subscribers by 10 episodes, I wasn't going to do this anymore. And I think after, 10, I think I had 11 subscribers, maybe, or I had like nine. It was close enough. I was like, the hell with it. I will, I'll do it anyway, or something like that. It was, it was uh, a very slow, slow start to get the ball rolling on that because I just had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And there's probably a lot of you that'll say that I still don't, but that's okay. Um, there's people out there who still uh, don't like what I do here. Uh, those people, I, no, for some instances are genu- are generally and genuinely less successful in similar endeavors. So that's why it doesn't really bother me as much uh, as it used to, because you kind of just drown out the haters and you focus on your goals. And like I said, you focus on your behaviors and you'll get where you want to go. You may have to, like we talked about here, be flexible, do some uncomfortable growing, growing pains are uncomfortable, right? Uh, and I've had, I've had the benefit of a lot of really great people. I don't, not good people, not solid dudes. I have had the benefit of a lot of great people that have helped get me here. And sometimes it's just talking about stuff like, Hey, do I need to go that direction? Hey, do I need to, uh, create some kind of, some kind of drama to get attention and clicks? I don't really, I don't want to do that. Is it, can I do it another way? There have been some absolutely outstanding individuals that I have been very fortunate to be able to connect with and call friends. Well, and and the, the the weirdest part, honestly, haven't met most of them in real life. I will say the coolest part about HTA Range Day was being able to meet some of those people face to face, big old bro hug, and be able to like, wow, it's just it's surreal being able to meet them after having so many conversations and. Some of them were, you know, actually most of them were guests on the podcast. You know, people like, I'll say like Dylan Ruth, who put on the event, was one of the gentlemen, I'm sorry, one of the gentlemen who put on the HTA Range Day event, Chance Cooper, who I've had, when I had him on when he was back with, when he was with Holistic Solutions Group, uh, and it was like Christmas, that was, yeah, that was over a year ago, and uh, Chance has just been, such, I mean, such a great guy. Uh, people like Chris Blau with 1911 Syndicate, just very cool dude. Always down to talk. Always, like, I remember Chris. Man, if you guys don't follow 1911 Syndicate and you don't follow what Chris does on his own, uh, you should, because there's very few people in this industry that are just like really good people that care. Man, I'll tell you, he just straight up called me one evening, and my my phone goes off in the other room. My my wife, you know, Lexi, she's like, "Hey, Chris is on the phone." I go. Chris who? And she goes, uh, 
Blau? And, and I'm like, what? Chris called my phone. I like forgot that I'd given him my cell phone number because when I first had him on, we couldn't make Skype work. And that was how I was originally doing a lot of my interviews was through Skype because Zoom would, have, uh, you know, after a certain amount of hours, Zoom would actually like charge you. So I was like still going the free route and I couldn't get it to work with Chris's Apple. So like I, his episode, like he was texting me as we were trying to get the audio working out and that's like how I got my phone number. And I'll, I'll f- never forget. He called me after I had had, I believe it was Chris Moyer, Dutch Moyer was on and he called me and he's like, Hey man, how's it going? And just, you know, basically he had just called to see how I was doing and to let me know that he thought it was really awesome that I had somebody like that on as a guest and that, and it like had some really just like profound words of encouragement and things uh, that I was doing the right stuff. And that is something I'll tell you. I've never met Chris, never met Chris, talked to Chris a lot of times, never met him. He has no reason to be, you know, over the, it's not like he's trying to get something from me for free or something. I don't work for some big company or anything like that. He's just a good fucking person. I will tell you, I have not had uh, a single family member. I have not had, uh, you know, uh, maybe one or two friends in, in this, that were my friends before I started the pod. Uh, but not many people at all. Otherwise it reached out and said, Hey, this is really great. You're doing amazing. That's awesome. Keep it up. Nope. I did not have any of those people do that for me, but Chris did. And those are the kinds of people, man, like there's some, I said earlier, like don't trust easily in this space or in any of these endeavors or, whatever, like it's just life in general. You can't, you can't put your trust in blindly in people. You have to forge your own path. But like Chris is one of those people I was, I could not be happier to have met. And I saying this out loud now really need to get him back on the pod. Um, but there's been a, there's been, you know, honestly, all of my guests have been terrific. I've been very fortunate to connect with some exceptional people. And I use that word, I would say, you know, fairly accurately because there's, I don't think there's a better term that describes them and they're exceptional people, dudes that have gone out of their way to share their knowledge with me and to help me grow, or maybe even just some, sometimes it's just to vent, to ask questions, not always about like pod content or Instagram content, sometimes just about training and working on stuff. Like I'll say Jonah, uh, over at 100 concepts. He has been a, again, never met him in real life. He has been just awesome. He's been awesome. I remember I was going through some family stuff over the summer and I reached out to him and I go, Hey man, I know I don't really have, uh, any reason to reach out to you for this, but like, you're probably one of the best people I know. And you know, he's, he's a God fearing dude and he's like just well, you know, well-read, well-spoken individual. I got a lot of respect for Jonah and everything that he's worked for and everything that, that him and the guys at 100 are doing. And man, he was, I mean, yeah, doing stuff. So it wasn't like immediate, but he, he was like, man, I'm happy to talk to you about this. Um, you know, and he was able to like drop some knowledge on me, drop some, some Bible wisdom and stuff on me. Cause like, I don't read my Bible the way I should probably, but, uh, just, just great you know, uh, really nice to be able to talk to him about those things. And, you know, people like John from LARP labs or Trey, uh, who's been on a couple of times, very good people, uh, who are willing to, you know, Trey reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. Hey, I talked to this person, um, who's the head of this huge emergency disaster relief group down in uh, Texas. And he listens to your podcast and, 
uh, you know, he likes it. And, and that's just the kind of stuff, like, it, it's just cool. You have those connections with people. Uh, people like Derek Freimeyer from Drop6, who, oh, like, I send some of just the, probably, he probably hates it at this point, right? <laughs> some of the dumbest questions ever around gear, or if he's tried gear, uh, just to get his input, or just because I'm curious, right? And, and just very cool people. There are some really cool people in this industry, if you know where to look. And again, they don't all have huge followings. They're not all insta-famous and like celebrities around stuff, but they're there. They're super smart dudes. And that's not to say people I haven't, you know, mentioned aren't, uh, aren't also exceptional. I'm just, I'm, I'm going off the top of my head, guys. I really do mean it. All the, I wouldn't reach out to somebody and have them, or even if they reached out to me, right, bring them on and put them out there attached to what I'm doing here if I didn't believe that they were, you know, worth sharing their knowledge and input. And because there's people out there that don't know what they're talking about. And that's that's certainly something that I've had to deal with too. And like we, you know, I, I alluded to earlier, right? You got those friends who are always like, you know, they're trying to get in on whatever business effort you got going on. And they're pretty much just trying to use you as a springboard to get their name out there. And I've had my, uh, I've had my fair share of those. Um, one that really sticks out and I can't remember the name. I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't, I don't think I would share it on here if I did, but I had a guy reach out. He said he was like an active duty green beret or something. And I'm like, okay, you know, cool, whatever. And, uh, I'm always a little bit more guarded when people reach out to me and ask to come on because I still don't see myself as a very big podcast. I know some people will mention me in the same breath as some of the other large ones out there. Um, some people won't, I certainly don't hold, you know, myself in those, in that high of esteem. Uh, I just, I'm kind of like a low profile nose to the grindstone type of dude when it comes to this. And I think if, if you find yourself behaving that way as well, you will, you will find that success. You don't have to tell people how great you are. They'll tell you type, type of deal. As long as you just like keep working, you know, the success will come. Uh, but a guy reached out, Oh, I'm an active duty green beret. I have this, uh, you know, this new product or something. He said he was coming out with or developing his new method of training. And, uh, he wanted to come on the pod and talk about it. And not that I was like outwardly opposed to that or anything, or thought that that would be a bad thing to discuss on the podcast. But, um, you know, it's more, I remember I go, can you tell me more about it? Like, I, you know, I, I kind of want to know what I'm walking into. That's not really, the, I don't think that's what I, what I said, what I'm walking into, but, just, Hey, I need more information. Can you tell me? And I remember the response was, well, you know, I really can't, I really can't say much more about it, but you know, it's going to, I can tell you that it's going to revolutionize the training industry. So that's when I, the, one of the, the cool things is the relationships and the contacts you develop. I was able to, uh, I reached out to, uh, Drew Estel of bear solutions who I will say, you know what, thinking about it now, having drew on and talking about his book was a super, super pivotal moment for me in the podcast. Cause he was, and is a, f- a pretty big name in the space. People know bear solutions. People know drew people have a lot of respect for drew and he referred and recommended me to a handful of guys, uh, that it, I was so overwhelmed, uh, and, and, and so appreciative of, of him doing that for me because he had a good experience um, you know, so I, at any rate, you know, thank you, Drew, if you're listening to this and uh, I appreciate, you know, everything you did, whether you realize that you did it or not. And I just reached out to Drew cause I had his phone number and I said, Hey man, um, 
I, you know, I know you're with your family. I'm sorry to bother you, but I got this going on. Can you give me some wisdom or advice here? You know, uh, shouldn't he at least be able to tell me what unit he's with or, or you mean any like some more information on himself and what he's doing uh, other than to say that he can't disclose it because he would be shunned in his community for, for doing so. And Drew basically just told me, he's like, well, based off of that, it sounds like it's some kind of like internet training thing, which everybody's tried and no one's been able to do right yet. And, uh, I mean, long story short, was able to kind of like, let me know, Hey man, it sounds a little bit weird. If he can't give you more information, I would just, you know, wish him well and, you know, look forward to seeing it once it's launched type deal. Uh, and that's basically the route I went. I will also share that I still, uh, have not seen or heard anything from that individual since. I think the last time I checked in on that page, which I think was a couple of weeks, like after the message, uh, I think the page was deactivated. I think the Instagram profile was dead. So obviously I made a good decision there. Um, but anytime anybody reaches out like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this massive media campaign before I launch my business, that is usually a big red flag to me anyways, that somebody is trying to use me to promote whatever they're doing. And here's the difference between guests I have come on and people like that is that the guests that I bring on are usually already established folks for one. For two, they have pre-existing and core knowledge that I they're willing to share with me and their audience. So then, therefore, as a professional courtesy, I'm willing to also, you know, recommend them, share them with you and 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 get their information out there. Again, these are people like I I do the research, I do the the background work, I I put the time in and I like I figure that shit out before I bring somebody on. One of the one of the things my dad told me, right, uh, when I was younger was, and, and I think it was like a, a wood burnt sign that was in my grandpa's garage or something. And it had our last name on it. And it said, you know, it's a deal. And, you know, it may, it may not be much, but it's all I have to give you or something. And basically the, the point is that your name is all that you have in this world. Now you can, you can build so much more for yourself, obviously, but your name and by proxy, right? Your, your reputation, your word really, right? Is all you have in this world. So to me, it's really, really important to be very careful with a lot of, a lot of this and who you bring on and who you recommend, because that's a reflection of you and whether you mean it to be or not, whether that's your, your intent, whether you realize it, it, it doesn't matter that is a reflection of you. You are with who you associate with. And this is, you know, I, and I ran across a situation with that as well, where, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot lately, I will say as in, in, in terms of this past year of 2023, as, uh, we've grown the team here, right. We saw Josh come aboard and my training group has been like established now and we've been doing things together and working together one of the things that I had to learn uh, sort of the hard way is that you are who you associate yourself with. And I remember having a very strong conversation with somebody uh, and they basically told me that, you know, and they had just separated from what was, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw names out because it's going to give, it's going to give it away immediately. And I just don't want to invite the drama to me or to that individual, but I still talk to this guy all the time. 
and he goes, Hey man, I just left this company and I left them eight months ago. People are still asking me if I'm associated with them, if I'm going to be at their next event, if I'm working with them, whatever. So if that gives you any idea how long it takes for people to disassociate you with a person or an entity, think about what that could do to all the hard work you've put in. So in other words, you know, we, I, we'd come across some people while trying to find and develop our training group here and, uh, really been very put off by the demeanor, put off by the attitude, put off by the, what I will just say was some not even borderline, uh, racist behavior and commentary, uh, and never thought I'd be dealing with that. You know, never thought I would encounter people like that in a semi-professional setting and have to sit there and go, shit, how do I pivot from this? How do I move on from this? What do I do here? And that's, you know, people face, you can face that in your day job. Somebody says something you're uncomfortable with. You give me, do I go to HR? Do I do this? Do I do that? I'm not going to get into what you should or shouldn't do and what you should or shouldn't be offended by. But it is something that, it, you know, uh, I remember sitting in my brother's basement having a drink with him and I remember going through and, and having the thought to myself, well, you can stick with this crowd. It's a large group of people. Uh, they have a lot of infrastructure. They have a lot of things going. Or you can make the hard choice. You can be principled with how you handle this. You can be morally driven and know that right is right and wrong is wrong. And that doing the right thing at the end of the day will always be better for you. You won't lose sleep over it. May I mean, could it potentially slow you down in terms of your business growth by making this decision? At the time, I thought it could have some kind of implication. It, you know, I was worried about it. Um, it, I don't think it actually did, but I ended up making that hard choice, cutting those people out entirely, not, you know, and to get everything, like you stop tagging them in content, you stop referencing them in what you're doing, you stop associating with them, you stop communicating with them. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. Unfortunately, in this community, we have a, what I'll say is a rather large sect that is very validated and in some of those, what I will say, bullshit beliefs, and they hide behind things like their religion uh, and use that as a, a way to to validate what what you know what they how they behave uh, and what they believe to be the right way to treat people. And uh, I just I I don't agree with that. That was a that was a huge. Uh, <laughs> that was a huge learning opportunity. And I, and I did, I reached out to several people and got input. I go, Hey, am I just being overly sensitive? Do I, you know, not know what's going on? I've never served in the military. So, you know, uh, I've never been in law enforcement. Can you guys just tell me, am I being an overly sensitive civilian here? Or am I really truly seeing this for what it is? And, and luckily, you know, I had some very solid dudes that were able to give me some really, really good advice and helps steer me through that. And that's the value of the friendships that you develop here. I'll say that, you know, I've always been a less is more person. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a ton of friends. I have a lot of connections, a lot of, I don't know, uh, acquaintances, but if I, there's people who I, I really consider to be a friend, a friend to me, somebody, you know, that you would do things for, you would go out of your way, you would sacrifice for, if it came down to it. And there's a few people in particular, you know, that I, I really would do that for. Uh, and 
that's been a really cool part of this whole process. Again, people I haven't even met in, in real life or up until, you know, HCA, like when I got to meet people, uh, again, you know, like Dylan, like chance where, Hey, uh, it's, it's, it's been over a year since I first talked to you and we, we talk on the regular, like I'm right. I uh, talked to Dylan a couple months ago. It was pre-HCA, probably like June or something, and had like an hour and a half conversation with him about like life, not about shooting, not not specifically about shooting, but like about life. And I just remember thinking like, man, it's cool. It's cool to have these relationships. It's cool to have this come from all the effort and all the time that was put into this podcast. And, uh, you know, so those I, I count those as landmarks. You know, I mean, we talk about uh, the followers count and the subscriber count, or uh, you know, the the trip that we were able to go on, which was great. Partners we work with, but uh, you know, the, I'd say the biggest accomplishment is really the relationships, the true relationships and friendships. I was I've been able to build with people in this space and become friends with these people, and it's hard to, it's hard to, to come across that these days. People who genuinely want you to succeed and, and want to help you and help each other. And it's a rare thing, you know, um, I've learned so much from all of our guests, you know, skills, uh, experiences, knowledge, right. Perspectives, probably one of the biggest ones It's just a different perspective. Like, uh, you know, I mean, hell, I don't agree with everything that every one of my guests say. I, remember, I got that comment from somebody once uh, that I I brought someone on and I was basically just agreeing with everything that they said. And, you know, you think and I thought about that for a while and I appreciated the input. I did. It wasn't that I you can't be upset when somebody says something when you ask them for their input and advice and they give it to you and you don't agree with it. You can't be upset about that. But you do have to make the decision yourself to act on that and how you're going to act on that. For me, I decided that I was going to keep doing what I was doing. I decided that maybe I should be a little bit, I don't know, I should ask more questions. I should be, I don't say like less afraid, but it's okay to disagree with people. Uh, but at the same time, here's the thing. Like, I'm not going to, you know, bring somebody on. I'm not going to bring, you know, Sean from Cloud Defensive on here to talk about why, you know, uh, Surefire is better and try and have an argument with them. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, in in this business, I feel like you just, that's a, like a sure, a sure way to make sure that you never have anybody else on when they find out that you're, you're basically just ambushing them with questions and bullshit to, uh, to try and, and back them into a corner or like a, I gotcha moment. Nobody's going to want to come on and deal with that. And that's not why I'm here. This isn't like tabloid journalism where it's like the aha gotcha. You're a liar type thing. And for the record, Sean's Sean was an incredible guest and cloud makes some amazing products and I use it on their, my rifle. I carry their handheld with me. It's literally in my pocket right now. And they, uh, I can't say enough good things about cloud. Just use that as an example though. Right. Um, cause I think one of the comments, somebody messaged me like, it's like a giant commercial for cloud when I had, when I had Sean on, it's like, well, yeah, it is because I wanted to know about how cloud got started and flashlight technology and what's been able to make them so successful. That's the point of the fucking discussion. You idiot. I, I will say that that there's definitely a curve to that. Like you kind of almost get numb to the, 
dumb commentary. And again, I want to be really clear. I'm not saying that anything that is con- not, not contradictory, but anything that is critical of the guests or the conversation, that is not dumb. But when you say, oh, you sound like a commercial for this person, like, well, it is an interview of them. Yes, we're going to talk about what they did, how they've been successful, and what they can share with us from a knowledge standpoint. Why the hell would I ever bring somebody on to insult them? It is completely beyond me. And that's one of the things, you know, it's always easier for people, it's for anybody, right? It's always easier to say, oh, that's easy. I could do that. Oh, I could run a podcast. Oh, I could do, you know, a video cast or a blog series. Like, okay, well then why don't you? Like, seriously, why don't you? People look at, it's just like when I was, you know, practicing music to drum and I was in high school and people were like, oh, why, why are you working on that? Why are you doing that? Why aren't you going out and hanging out with your friends? Why are you staying and practicing? Like, well, cause I want to be great at this. Like it's just banned, you know, or it's just a podcast. Like the, I, I'll say the, the ignorant concept of just the overall reduction of any point or any endeavor to, you know, it's just fill in the blank is so just, that's stupid. That's really stupid. Anything. And if there, if there's something that this podcast has taught me, it's, or not even taught me because my parent, my dad taught me this. I will give my dad credit first in this podcast second. If there is anything worth doing, it is worth doing right. And if there's anything worth having, it is worth working hard for. And I will say that, especially this past year, when we started, you know, having some really good partner relationships and some really good opportunities to talk to people and starting to be regarded by people in, in different conversations and things and being recognized, that's something I'm like very, very willing to fight for. And that's why I put the time in, you know, it's, I'm always, it's, I always like laugh a little bit when I tell guests like, yep, I will have this edited up tonight and I will have it uploaded the next day. Typically, unless I'm like doing something goofy with my work schedule or vacation or like if I go teach band camp and I won't be in town, I gotta like, you know, record in advance or whatever. But guests are always very shocked. That's probably the best word, shocked, surprised, whatever, that I am cutting up and editing the audio then and there that evening to, uh, to have it up and ready the next morning. And it's like, yeah, I, if I start recording it, I don't know, um, 6 PM I'm in the Eastern time zone. So if I start recording at 6 PM and maybe my episode is done at seven 15 or seven 30, and then we talk a little bit offline afterwards, maybe it's eight o'clock. So that's two hours, right? It's eight o'clock. Then it's going to take another 10 minutes or something for me to download it off the video service that I use. And then it's going to take, you know, probably another 10 minutes. It's got to go ahead and convert at least 10 minutes over to convert over to MP3. And then I got to go ahead and put it together with all the audio recording for the intro and the outro. And then I, you know, it, it's just, it's you, typically if I start at 6 p.m., I am not done till 9 or 9.30. Once I get it up into my syndication site, get it scheduled, write the caption for it and everything. It's every episode is three and a half to five and a half hours worth of work just depending on if we have, if there's any issues, the level of editing that I have, that I might have to do, uh, if I, and that gets pushed, pushed around. If I start at 7 PM, I used to start at 8 PM a lot and yeah, I'd be up till like 1130 getting this stuff done. Yeah. And those are the sacrifices you make. You go to bed later. My day job doesn't start any later because I was up late recording and you have to kind of learn how to balance it. Um, they, they those are sacrifices 
And you know what? It's worth it. It's 110% worth it for me. So anything worth having for, sorry, anything worth having is worth working for. Work for it. Put in the time. I remember one night, I I remember this specifically. It was the evening that I interviewed uh, Bob Keller. You guys haven't listened to that episode. It was a pretty cool one. Uh, Bob Keller, former Delta, former Delta guy. Good conversation. Cool, cool dude. Really happy with it. And for some, I some fucking reason, I think it was like an update with my audio software. It like broke. I could not import. Uh, I'm sorry, I could not export as an MP3, like out of my uh, audio editing software. I couldn't export it, save it as an MP3 to put it onto my syndication site. And that one, I was actually done at like 8.30. I was like ready to like hang out with my wife and like, you know, relax for the rest of the evening. I spent the next three hours Google searching and putzing with settings until I found something. And I, like, it wasn't even like, I don't know. It was probably a five-year-old post for this particular software in their support forum because they don't have like a customer support line or chat function. They just have a forum and forums are like dead technology as it as it is. I found a post from 2017, and I tried the tip that was in there for a different problem, and it fixed it. So at 11:45 at night, I got it fixed, which then meant I got to spend the next 45 minutes getting it up onto my syndication site, writing it, and then getting it scheduled for publishing the next day. So. You guys want to talk about putting the time in? Oh, it must be easy, must be nice. Like, it's never as rosy as it seems. And that's probably going to piss some people off. I don't I don't fucking care. I really don't. The number of people that, like, used to want to give me shit because I had a company send me this little thing for free or that for free or whatever, like, you know, oh, it must be nice. Or because I'm, you know, on a first-name basis with some people and that that bothers some people, I don't know why, like, I don't, it's weird. Like people have friends. It's not that big a deal. Uh, it, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And likewise, people that want to reach out and like, Hey man, can you give me some free shit? You know, this person that runs this company can you give me some free shit. Like, no, no, dude, fuck that. It is almost, and I, I have been burned before when trying to bring somebody in to help me here when I was trying to figure things out and I really needed help with a new direction, I have been burned. I'll say I'll be burned more than once getting somebody something free and then getting nothing in return for it. Nothing. And that sucks. And that's the hardest way to learn that lesson because you know, you could have done a lot of things with that favor, that free gift, whatever. You could have done a lot of things. You could have given it to somebody who really would have helped you. You could have not done it at all and then just seemed like a better person to whoever you asked for it from, you know, whatever. Uh, I know free shit kind of changes hands a lot in this industry, so it's kind of like a daily thing, but it's it's something you really got to watch on. You really got to pay attention, but we've been really blessed here to to be successful. We've been really blessed to kind of find our way in things. And I think people are enjoying what we're doing. We've had some really great accomplishments. I just, and I do, I I need to say very definitely and completely thank you for all of you guys that listen. I know, you know, we said every episode, Oh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around, but thank you guys. 
because I this if without you people you, without people to subscribe without people that listen it this is a moot point it's a losing effort and we wouldn't be able to do a lot of the stuff that we've gotten to do and I appreciate it I'm I, I'm so happy that what we do here what we talk about the knowledge and the information we try to share the perspective and experiences that we bring to you guys are entertaining at least and it best, hopefully informative and possibly life-changing when you hear some of these people's stories. We've had some of those kinds of people on. Dutch Moyer is a great example. I mean, the man beat cancer like twice and he was a Delta operator and now he gets to train people. Like, man, does it get more inspiring? Hearing Chris's story about getting his mom out of Ukraine. He wasn't a former military operator or some kind of CIA spook. He was just a dude who just made it happen. You know, it's profound to me and I love it. And I, I have to say thank you guys for sticking around to to check that out and be a part of everything that's happened over the last 200 episodes. Well, okay, 199, whatever, but this is 200. So if you're listening to this, it counts. Ha. Uh, and a huge thank you to, again, I know I already said it, but a huge thank you to my wife who has like really dealt with a lot of the stupid headaches and a lot of my crap and my anxiety and my poor stress management at times through this whole thing without her seriously wouldn't happen. I have to acknowledge that. And any guys who are married, like you really, we all need to do a better job saying thank you. But, uh, in addition to that, you know, we've had some really stellar guests, some people who I lean on tremendously, or even I will say some people who haven't been guests. I've been trying to get on and are reluctant to join me, but I do want to say thank you to chance great dude. Uh, Brandon Bridge, you guys might know him as uh, Nine Banger. I talked to Brandon a lot about a lot of shit, and he's been great. Uh, I will say the entire cadre from Orion Training Group has been outstanding, and even prior to me being able to get into class, Jared would would send me you know voice messages and paragraphs of helpful information. Jared's been on. Jason has sent me helpful information, and Jer- you know Jason's been on. Actually, I need to get both those guys back on here. Uh, Blake, Flannery. You guys might, you know, Blake Water on Instagram. He runs Maneuver uh, Training Solutions. Josh and John got to take his class. They loved it. Alex Manor, Leaderless Gentleman. Uh, you know, Joe Pistoni, who was on just a couple weeks ago, who was one of my instructors in class. You know, I, I, it, it sucks. I, I always feel like I'm like leaving people out that I want to say thank you to that I, you know, have had just, you know, incredible interactions with. Uh, you know, Josh from Survive First Contact incredible guy, super knowledgeable. Adrian from Sidewinder Concepts, great dude. Uh, Kyle from Core Vision. I, you know, uh, John Dufresne from Kinetic, uh, or, or Mocha Bear, I think is his name on, I always feel, I always laugh when I have to tell people what his IG handle is. Uh, so Duffy, Mocha Bear, whatever. Um, and, and all of our guests, like, thank you so much for, 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 you know, coming on and contributing to the success of what we're doing here. It's incredible. It really is. Now, in terms of what comes next, because I I know that was something I talked about at the very beginning, right? We're going to talk about what's coming next for us. Mm. Sorry. I need to drink something because I'm like, I'm looking at the recording now. We're like an hour and a half in and my throat is getting super dry. (laughs) Um, But so what's coming next? What does our future look like? And while I can't give you guys all of the plans, I can't tell you some of the stuff that's going on like 
right now, the ongoing discussions and things, uh, there, there's some stuff that I can talk about and do want to talk about because this is a major milestone and turning point for us as we, you know, wrap up 2023. And, you know, first and foremost, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, I think we've, and I say we, because it's a team effort, you know, Josh and I, Lexi, uh, and my buddies in my training group that have really helped this year bring stuff together. Uh, it, it, I think what we're doing works. We're going to find ways to improve it, but we're not going to change what we're doing. Well, I don't want to change what I'm doing. I, lo- I really enjoy what I'm doing right now. And it sounds like you guys have been too. So we're going to keep doing it. It's not going away. We're not, we're not getting rid of anything going forward. But what we are adding because we are starting to get more questions about it. We already have, if you guys haven't just checked it out, I don't think anybody has, cause I don't think we have, you know, very much activity yet, but we have created a YouTube channel where we are slowly, but surely like backlogging old episodes on YouTube where you can listen to the episodes there. And we're also going into next year, going to start making a deliberate and defined effort towards getting some videos out there, having a YouTube presence, um, now that Josh is on board and we have our feet under us a little bit, there's going to be more of that. And if you guys want to see some of the, some videos, like we have stuff on Patreon, just not like on YouTube for general consumption yet. So those that's probably going to happen going into next year. And the Patreon stuff isn't going to slow down. We're going to have to um, ramp that up a bit. We're gonna we're gonna be you know putting more time, more effort, more energy into doing that now that it's not just me. Uh, more more trips. I know we, the group has already been having uh, some very generalized discussion about making the trip back out to HTA Range Day in Pennsylvania. Um, We were absolutely blown away by Ben Franklin Range, which was, uh, it's an experience. If you guys never, if you guys can go to Pennsylvania, if you've never been to BFR, you should go check it out. It is a facility unlike anything I ever thought I'd have the access to and can't recommend it enough. And I know the owners for certain are working on improving it, which is not something you see all the time with gun ranges. We've all been to like our fair share of like shitty local ranges where they haven't put money into it in 15 years and you kind of hate going. That is not at all the case with BFR. So check it out if you guys haven't. And they are always hosting outside instruct. They don't, they're not like one of these ranges where they have their staff and that's, that's it. And they'll tell you that they have the best people and you should only learn from them. Nope. They are a facility. They facilitate training through their ranges and their shoot house and things like that. So we're hoping to be back for HTA Range Day 2024 and possibly maybe even another trip there. Um, we are also, we've also made it possible to facilitate getting Orion Training Group to Michigan. Now, I know some of you guys listening to this are Michigan dudes or chicks, chicks and dudes, whatever. I hate to generalize. I know there's not a lot of females out there, but according to my demographic data from my, uh, my, uh, my syndication service, there are at least some women that do listen to this podcast. So if you're in, you know, uh, relative driving distance of Michigan, we are having Orion training group here, which was like, that's an accomplishment. It really is not even just cause it's Orion. And I really like those guys, but because I feel like there just isn't access to that kind of training opportunity here in Michigan, short of maybe one or two locations where you're kind of limited with who you want to learn from. Um, that's not a knock on any of those instructors. I just don't know them. And I want to make, you know, I had a good time at HTA and I want to bring that here to Michigan. I want to bring more training opportunities to my local people. 
So that is a big thing that's coming up in May of 2024. If you guys want to head over to the Orion Training Group website, you can sign up for class. I know it's a couple months out, but hey, get signed up now while there's slots open. I know there's already a handful of people signed up. That's super exciting and encouraging and really, really looking forward to that. Um, Additionally, we are looking into the possibility of being able to offer like shirts and hats next year. It's kind of a questionable endeavor because, you know, if we fork out the money to buy, you know, you have a bunch of shirts or a bunch of hats, whatever made, and then they don't sell, then we're just out the money and I'm sitting on like 25 size medium men's t-shirts or whatever and like 10 hats or something. I don't know. So it's something we're looking into. It's something I've seen some other, uh, you know, companies start to do and things like that. Some other podcasts have done things like shirts and patches and, and whatever. Uh, but I got to make sure that it makes sense. We have a couple designs ready and working with a buddy who's a graphic designer. So, you know, might start with like some stickers and, and some patches and stuff, but definitely looking to try and make shirts and hats available to you guys, even if it's like a short-term thing over the holidays or whatever, at least bring that option to you. Or maybe just to our Patreon patrons where we have like more of a controlled uh, group and we can kind of get started there. Um, We're going to keep working to develop the team here. Some of the things that you can look for that are on the radar to bring more information out for you guys is things like communications is comms is top of the list right now for me. I really, really don't know as much as I would like to about base level team communications. Uh, I know a lot of guys shit all over Balefang radios and having experienced some of like the quirky, goofy problems that they have, I, I understand. So I want to not only know what a better radio is, you know, that's like basic. I want to understand why a better radio is truly better, the benefits to it, the drawbacks. Like we talk about, you know, simply put, white light is better because it can let you see in the dark, but it can also have its downsides. The same can be said for communication. And if people know how to read the band and, and can pick up on that and they know how to like triangulate and locate you through that. So there's ups and downs to all of it. And I want to bring on people that are able to share that with us specifically. I'm not going to like name names, but there are some people that I'm either talking to or reaching out to currently to try and bring them around uh, we're going to continue to work on small unit tactics. Uh, CQB teamwork, obviously, is a huge thing, especially, like I said, with the Orion class coming around. Um, performance-based shooting, we're going to get back to that. Uh, hoping to get more content around that to share those like range sessions with you guys. Uh, that's sometimes something we just forget to do. We get caught up and excited in, in the range day, and we don't get the best content out. So going to work on that, but not at the sacrifice of the actual work that's going on on the range. Uh, I know that sucks and that's kind of shitty to hear, but you should also just be happy that we're prioritizing the things that are actually important, I guess. Um, and then also can continue to talk about physical fitness. Um, I would love to actually, I'm going to reach out to Alex at uh, Tactical Lifters Guild, Alex Manor. Got to meet him in person at HTA as well. Fantastic dude been talking to him a lot about my own personal workout routine and and fitness regimen and stuff. So, uh, fitness is a huge part of survivability and capability and preparedness. And we're going to make sure that that is a focal point of what we're doing going forward. So 
all good stuff that's coming in the future, guys. Uh, I, I wish I could share more. I know there's at least one big thing that's coming uh, or I, is on the cusp of, of being a thing that I would love to share and can't. Um, and a couple other small things that are going on that I would love to be able to put out there that, and stories I would love to tell that I just, I, I just, I can't. Um, but you guys, 200 episodes is, it's, it's fucking amazing. I don't even know how else to say it. It's fucking amazing. Thank you so much for your support. And thanks for sticking around this long. Like usually our episodes don't run this long. It's realizing at like an hour 45 right now. Uh, and, and I've been ranting and, and just talking about, you know, what's gone on. And that's, I mean, it's been a while, you know, a couple of years here and, uh, you know, Lord willing, I'll be doing this again at 300 and, you know, maybe, maybe this won't be, it won't, you know, seem like it's such a big deal by then. I don't know. Uh, but I thinking back to just a hundred episodes versus, you know, now being at 200, the amount of growth that we've seen is it's crazy to think about where I was then and where this all was then compared to now it's about two years ago if you go off of 52 weeks one episode a week or you know uh, it's about you know two years ago and the growth that's been it's been a lot definitely been a lot of growth and it's a crazy ride and I love it and thank you guys so much for being a part of it and if you guys aren't if you're listening to this you're not following us on on Instagram or YouTube or any of our platforms guys all that stuff really really helps us out and it's free um so please consider giving us a follow giving us a like uh it's prepared underscore mindset underscore pod because we get that question in comments uh on on the individual episodes through like spotify and stuff like hey really like what you're doing do you guys have an instagram where i can find you yes we do it's at prepared underscore mindset underscore pod you can follow us there you can see our reels and our posts and stuff you can dm us that way uh, podcast at gmail.com. You can email us, um, and you know, or you can, you can message us through the Patreon. If you're, if you sign up for the Patreon, you get direct access. And as a Patreon patron, we'll actually, you know, Hey, I want to see him. I want to see content around this. I want to hear about this. You guys shoot us that message. We will work on that for you. That's part of the deal. You know, we want to bring that information to you if it's something that you feel like you're not getting. So, but Man, uh, I know it's not, that's an awful lot. So to say that's all I have for you, I think is a little bit disingenuous, but that's the end of the episode for this week. Um, thank you guys for sticking around. Uh, really, really cool to make it this far, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to everything else that comes down the road. But until next week, everyone, you guys get out there, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. <laughs>